0: Hello and welcome to Over the Podcast. I'm Aidan Gobright, and I'm Andrew Ritchie. Let's dive into it. Hello, podcasters. Welcome back to another episode of Over the Podcast. First off, we'd like to say thanks to all those who actually listened to our first two episodes that were released on Monday this week. And I'll throw it over to Andrew.
1: Yeah, so basically thanks very much for those that listened and gave feedback um, to us. Um, We've taken on your feedback and we'll try and make the editing side a wee bit more pleasing to listen to, Um, but going further forward we're just going to try and get a wee bit better, a wee bit confident um, depending on the episode topics and stuff like that.
0: Absolutely, and in today's episode we're actually going to cover... a couple of different topics, a little bit different to the episode on Tuesday. Today we'll cover topics such as mental health, uh, as Mental Health Awareness Week, uh, the Dekashi the, the 6-9 controversy scandal, and just what is going on in the world of boxing right now. So the first topic that
1: we're going to do is, well, it's not a topic, it's kind of more of a wee fun part to start us off with. So it's going to be called Andrew's Fun Fact of the Week. It's where myself finds a fun fact... Um, and just tries to give you it the best I can. So, <clears throat> this week's fun fact is the entire world's population could fit inside Los Angeles. So, the world's population is more than 7.5 billion, and however, that number might increase or decrease. Um, but it's a wee bit weird to think that if all the people in the world stood side by side with each other, they could fit into a 500 square miles of Los Angeles. Could they really fit into
0: Los Angeles?
1: Well... I don't know how big Los Angeles is, but listening to that and looking at that is kind of big, isn't it?
0: I've, I've never been to Like I've said, like I've obviously lived in the US, but like, I've never been to the West Coast yet, and I've never been to Los Angeles. It's somewhere I want to go. I want to visit like California, um, see San Francisco and LA, but I, I didn't realise – I mean, I, listen. I knew it was big, right? Obviously, most cities in the United States are big. And I did think that LA was big, but I didn't think it was big enough to fit 7.5 billion people. I imagine it would be like the tube in the London Underground, however. Yeah,
1: well, I've been to Los Angeles um, for 20 minutes, I think it was. Going to Vegas, it was It was nice to see, yeah, 20 minutes, I think I had a bagel or something.
0: Oh Wait, so, were you we in the airport?
1: Yeah, it was in the airport, yeah. That's, right. that's my interesting fun fact. It's more interesting than
0: the fact I gave you. Well, I, 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 I've I've completely forgot you you went to you did you went to Vegas you nearly died in Vegas. Mm-hmm. Andrew got yeah. stuck in the desert uh, for our listeners, and I got a, a phone call from when he got yeah, when he came back, and the first thing he said to me when he came on the call was, uh, "Aidan nearly died, uh, yeah. <laughs> on, on on this trip." And I went, nah yeah. you didn't. You're exaggerating." Yeah. And then, to be fair, when he actually explained that there was a part of me that was like. Probably in the moment, I probably would have thought I was going to die as well.
1: Yeah, well, if you think about it, it was, oh, right. we were there for a, a Celtic convention thing, and um, we decided to go to the Grand Canyon, we rented this car, we took the wrong turn in, and then we just, obviously the Grand Canyon's quite big, so we thought, we'll just, we'll try and find an entrance, right, and I thought, like, I was going to call Glen and there's, like, hundreds of entrances into there, so I thought, we'll find one. So we were going down this, and it's like a dirt track, big boulders and stuff like that. And one of the guys we were with said on the way down, because we're going to the Colorado River, but the bottom of it, and they said, How funny would it be if you got a puncture? So we all laughed and had a joke and stuff like that. And then we went down there, it must have been about a 40 minute drive from the top of the road to the bottom of the road. And it was, it would have took, if you had like a proper car, like an off road car, it would have been fine. I wouldn't have died. But on the way back up, um, we hit this very sharp, like, boulder thing, and it burst the tyre, and there was no spare. Um, we were the only ones on this road. We'd seen no one else the whole time we were going this, but we got a flat tyre, and we were stuck there for round about three hours, just in the middle of the desert, and I thought to myself... I'm going to die. And that night, Charlie and the boys were playing, and I was more concerned about missing Charlie and the boys
0: (laughs) than I was
1: actually dying. Like, I thought, if I was to die, I'd rather listen to Charlie and the boys
0: whilst dying. So... What I remember clearly when you actually explained the story to me was by the time you actually safely managed to get back, I can't remember what actually happened. I'm pretty sure someone found you on the road. But by the time you actually got back to the hotel where Charlie and the boys were playing... You used to had like an experience where you actually did fear a little bit, fears like your lives for a bit, and then you got yeah, there. Was, and you said said you went straight to watch them.
1: Yeah, I, I thought, well, it was the guy that found us. It was a police officer because they must do patrols to make sure that everything's all right. But and then this big and I mean fat, fat. I honestly do not know how he's a police officer. He's the fattest man I've. ever ever seen in my life and he went, Do you need help? Right? And it was just like <laughs> six people standing leaning against a people carrier in the middle of the desert, sweating with no food, no water,
0: and I went, Yes, we need help. And I'm guessing just just to finish off, um uh, it would be interesting maybe to point out Andrew that you probably weren't exactly sober at this point. No, we were we were well watered in the alcohol department. <laughs> <laughs> Well, i got to say that took an interesting uh, turn, but thanks for the fun fact. I'll, I'll definitely remember that one. And next we'll actually move on to um, our news and general sports section. Okay, so I'll take uh, the general section for the news, Andrew. Obviously, you know, I had a look out there uh, for some general news. I didn't want to focus on, you know, the virus which is going on. Um... Before before I, I actually get into the news story, it probably interesting to point out today in Scotland we are actually very soon might be able to see each other, Andrew.
1: Yes, next week. All hoping, fingers crossed.
0: We can venture out. Yeah, obviously we still would need social distance, but we'll be able to hopefully see each other, which you know we're 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 extremely excited about. So you know we'll, we'll keep you updated on that, and we'll let you know if that is the case next week. Anyway, going into uh, the news story for today, I took uh, a story that's actually from from the US, Andrew. It's probably been talked about a little bit here, but nowhere near the amount as uh, in the US. And it comes from the the music industry. So, in the last like couple of weeks, there's been a huge controversy going on with uh, the rapper Takashi 69 Nine, uh, aka his name's actually Daniel Hernandez. And um, what do you actually know? Do you know anything about him, Andrew?
1: Uh, is that the one with the hundreds of tattoos on his face, that if he walked into a job centre, he would never get a job? Uh,
0: yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah, I know uh, something. The something of description. Yeah, so basically, I'll take you... Well, we're actually going to have to go back in time a little bit here. Just I'll try and summarise kind of what's happened in the last two years. So in 2018, um, some of his friends, or his posse, as people would say, snitched on him, uh, and he faced a number of charges uh, that would possibly have him, you know, thirty plus even life in prison. Uh ultimately ended up actually pleading guilty to racketeering uh along with a host of countless other charges. He was then sent to prison. Um but while he was in prison, you know, he basically done the five year old thing and just snitched on them that had snitched on him. Uh, and ultimately his prison sentence was meant to be twenty-four months. Now the, the interesting thing that's now happened is that he has been released early because of the virus and obviously a lo- not a lot of people are happy about it um you know because he's a celebrity a lot of the time you know people think celebrities get special treatment and and they do um so he's went onto house arrest so he is technically still under arrest but he's just or well he's in prison but he's confined to his house unfortunately because he's now able to because he's now able to be in his own house he can actually return to the music scene and obviously a lot of artists have a problem with that um a lot of people calling him a rat which is quite out there andrew I don't know what you think about that um i mean we use words like snakes and stuff like that but like a rat that's quite an out there thing to say so what what's your take so far i'll explain what's actually happened since so happened. He's, so he's snatched on people that have snatched on him yeah so it's literally like a, a five to a couple of five-year-olds arguing in the playground
1: Ah, oh, mate, you think about see this is what i've always think see people with money they have no sense is this what he's been doing so he's been sitting in his prison cell hopefully not dropping soap and just thinking of things to come up with just random statements just to expose other people
0: yeah it's just so petty man we're, we're the and, and at this point andrew like from what i've actually told you it hasn't even taken its weirdest turn in this story um a week ago because like i said he's allowed to return to the music scene he actually released released his first song since being you know getting out of prison um and basically the the gist of the song like i'm gonna be honest to you i don't really listen to his music i know who he is because a lot of my friends over there listen to music very similar to it and obviously over there this is a big story at least um so since releasing the video, I think it was just over a week ago now. So about ten days ago, it's got a hundred and ninety-one million views on YouTube. So a lot of people you could Aye. you could probably fit them into Los Angeles, mate. <laughs> well I would I would hope so if you could fit seven point five <laughs> billion. Um maybe we could fit that fat police officer from Las Vegas in, in there possibly. Um, probably mate. No nah, nah, <laughs> but maybe i push. Yeah. So then, again, takes an even weirder turn. Uh, He then goes on to Instagram and basically starts talking about the whole situation that happened in 2018. And he starts like snitching on people and talking to the haters, as Americans like to say. Um, And in this Instagram Live that he'd done, he had over two million viewers, which actually was a world record (laughs) for Instagram Live viewers.
1: So, see if it was a world record, does that mean he's in the Guinness Book of Records and he has one of the wee frames? So he's just going to set that up. Do you know the wee frames, like, congratulations on blowing up five balloons in the world's record time. You've done it in five seconds. Well done. Here's a frame with your name on it. Does he get one of them?
0: Well, have you ever seen the guy that broke the world record for smashing those watermelons with his head? No. Mate, it's frightening. You need to watch it on YouTube after this. honestly frightening. (sighs) Again, that's why... People, why do these
1: people... Oh, I'm not even going to say it because i offend people.
0: Anyway, so then another person, another musician comes into the picture. So he's now tried to expose... Uh, we all love Snoop Dogg. He's finding a bit of a... Uh, Is calling over here in the UK. He's been in the Just Eat commercials. Have you heard that? No. He's, like, been on... like See, on Spotify and stuff like that, like, and on the telly. He's been in the Just Eat Adver- adverts which I, d- I didn't see that one coming. I don't know how they, mani- they managed to wrangle Snoop Dogg into it.
1: That's a weird one. Like, most celebrities when they're going down the hill, they kind of tend to do stupid shit. We like just eat. Remember, like, George Clooney done that thing with the coffee? <laughs> Remember, he done that? That's a
0: that, bizarre like, thing. We, ever. Should, we, we should drink this coffee because George Clooney drinks this uh, coffee, and George Clooney's very like, handsome.
1: All the housewives <laughs> will go out and buy this coffee machine and all that. That's pretty i
0: got to say. I gotta say my mum absolutely did that. I know my mum did that. My mum loves George Clooney. <laughs> how much money do you need? Like, how much how much is Just Deep paying Snoop Dogg for him to go like that?
1: Yeah, that's that's my highlight in my career. I've got so much money thanks to
0: Just Deep. Anyway, to to talk about Snoop Dogg, so 6ix9ine has now came out and claims he has a video of Snoop Dogg cheating on his wife from like years and years and years ago. So now he's like turning on people who who weren't even necessarily involved with what happened to, in 2018, and then the story took an even more bizarre turn like yesterday, um, in which he's now claiming that he has done research into Justin Bieber and Ariana Grande, and has found out that they are using credit cards to climb up the like basically to the number one in the Billboard charts. So which obviously we know is a very big thing. It's a huge thing for an artist, but. I mean it's such a it's, a it's such an out there claim and now obviously Justin Bieber and Ariana Grande have of as, as they would say in the US clapped back by saying that they that you know they have facts to prove that his claims are just wrong and just basically just absolutely not true
1: what does he mean using credit cards like what does
0: so like they're use it he's saying that they've got like other credit cards and they are using them to like boost their song up the charts like the using their own money in a way like i assume that's what he means um and and the only thing i take away from this and this is actually what my some of my friends i have a chat in the states uh, a group chain and basically the gist of what we've taken from this story is that this guy has basically just angered everybody at this point he's trying to get on the wrong side of everyone i think he's trying to be the most hated person in america right now which is a hard thing to do <laughs> um, but he's basically just put um painted a big like bullseye or target on his back and people were actually concerned that this guy might get like shot or killed for this because in, in the last couple of days he's actually had to be moved from the house that he was under house arrest in for uh, fears of safety against his life see when you say
1: house arrest does that mean he walks about with one of the big chain things in his ankle like half of the population of
0: comarnock have um yeah um what the scheme uh yeah, yeah the no scheme. <laughs> um yeah no he's he'll, he'll have to probably wear one of them i don't know if he'll wear two of them or whatever but yeah they basically that's 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 the story about uh so that's where we're at with it right now um there's not there's nothing else that's happened since. But I have to say, it's a totally bizarre story. I, it took weird turns, like, that I didn't expect. And my friends, obviously, and a lot of people in the States were telling me that we should we should cover this. So um, I guess it was interesting for a couple of you uh, United Kingdom, Scottish people to cover <coughs> something that different. So you change, yeah. Definitely. Right. And, and now we're actually going to move on to our sports section. So it's not... Uh, a main football article um, where I had a wee look at some of the things. I, I, I guess this is a, an area that I'm really interested in. I don't know about you, Andrew. I don't know. Do you watch much boxing? No. No. Not well, really. well. it's it suffice to say right now, and, and listen, people in America, wherever can argue against this, but right now in terms of like boxing, uh, the heavyweight division – Britain are dominating, like Tyson yeah. Fury, Anthony Joshua. They're I, I mean, it's since since Fury came back and had his comeback, boxing. Honestly, regardless of what you think of Tyson Fury, it's made it a lot more interesting again. And Eddie Hearn, we we all love Eddie Hearn, don't we, Andrew? The memes <sighs> that we see online of Eddie Hearn, absolutely love Eddie Hearn. Cannot
1: <laughs> stand that man.
0: You don't like Eddie Hearn? No. Anyway, anyway, he's Anthony Joshua's manager, and. Uh, basically, has said in the last week that Anthony Joshua would 100 percent sign up to secure a two-fight deal with Tyson Fury in 21. So, you know, 2020 might be going bad, but I mean, regardless of whether or not you watch box boxing, Andrew, how good would that be? It would be amazing. I mean, Fury that would, but it would...
1: actual batter, seven colours of.
0: I don't, know, I don't know, man. The thing would. is, the thing is, right? Fury for me represents absolute. Like, I mean, not just not just dedication but uh, he's got real talent. And then Josh, I, just, I, just, I still think Josh is a monster. Like, I think it's a fight that could go either way, but I think Fury has more of a a, a desire and passion to win after everything he's been through, You know, his yeah. mental health problems and stuff like that. So uh, it would be an awesome fight. However, with that being said, before that can actually happen, there's a lot of factors that would um, get in the way, uh, the fight, uh, the last fight that Tyson Fury had was with Dante Wilder. It was actually the second fight with him. Uh, so Wilder actually has a right to a third fight with Fury um, because I'm pretty sure Wilder won the first fight and then Fury won the second fight. So it would be to, to determine who actually takes the belt uh, for real. Uh, but Joshua also has to uh, defend three of his titles. Like That's a lot of matches against uh Kubrat Pulev, um, I think he's a Bulgarian boxer, so unfortunately we're in a situation where basically all of those fights have to happen before a Joshua and Fury fight, but either way, the very fact that Joshua has said that he would 100% sign up for it, and we know Fury would sign up for it, like, there's no there's no question, um, I think it would be absolutely brilliant, I would definitely watch that fight, I think it would be amazing, and in fact it would be a two-fight. Uh, deal, it just makes it even more exciting. Uh, so, that's that's a very interesting story that's came in the world of boxing. Thought I'd put that out there um, and we can move on to just some uh, smaller sports sections and things that have happened throughout the week. And Andrew will cover that. Yeah, so on Monday it was announced that um, Celtic um, would
1: win the Scottish Premier League, um, taking a toll to nine in a row, um, one off their target, which is 10, which nine in a row in itself is a fantastic achievement. Um, bit gutted that the season's finished probably because they won't get the another shot of a treble because they've done that for the past couple of seasons. Um, NASCAR's returned to action in the United States. Um, racing seven times in eleven days.
0: I didn't really know this was news because that's like, how is this news? Wait. well, I mean, Andrew, they they normally race once a week. Like, so the very fact that they've raced seven times in 11 days, like, it's almost like they're trying to catch up for the yeah, time how, that they've been out for virus. Cu- how, how could they not catch up? Mate, how many, people are in a, how
1: many people are in that car racing at a time? Oh, mate, there's, a, there's about 50. Like, right, exactly. 50 cars. They're, they're, they're in their little space. They're in their own wee bubble. So they can't pass a virus on when they're overtaking people. I don't think that should have been a sport that stopped. Because if you think about it, they're doing, like, what... Plus 100 mile an hour speed. There's no they're chance doing about they're going to laps. Ah, exactly. So there's no chance. And as Donald Trump said, that the virus is passed with the
0: wind. So if the wind's with
1: them, <laughs> the, the, they'll be fine. Why did they need to stop?
0: All right, just take a malaria pill and it will just get rid of the virus, Andrew. I That's think... the latest one. Just drink Dettol. Just make sure you drink. Put Dettol in the car as its fuel, and the car will be fine. Um, well that that i mean that is i mean nascar listen from being over there i can i can tell you it's it's massive it's absolutely huge especially where i am in the south like north carolina is like almost like where it was founded obviously it was it, it was like bootleggers who were trying to get away from the police that's kind of how it started but um like people who were like making drinks when it was um prohibition and stuff like that so like that's kind of that was the the basis of how it kind of started but it's it's i can't tell you how big it is over there man but like um I mean that is that is an interesting story. Like they, almost like they're just trying to play catch up, which is funny considering that it's racing. <laughs> um, but yeah, so is there is there any else that's happened, Andrew? Uh, Bundesliga last week returned to action.
1: Most random game I've ever watched. The football I watched the oh,
0: was Dortmund weird. game.
1: Um, weird. They go into play football normal. Going to 50 tackles. <laughs> they touch each other. They're defending. They're man-to-man marking at corners. In a free kick, the wall, they're all compact, but they have the cheek to celebrate two metres apart, and on the bench, where the subs are, the seats are spread out two metres apart, but as soon as you walk onto that, I don't know, that the, the pitch must be, like, the cure, because they just did not care, they were running about, they were slight tackling into everybody, wall must have been about a metre with five guys in it, like, what is the point, and
0: yeah, I mean, I, I, it was I, watched bizarre, see? I watched the game myself. I mean, like, listen, it was it was nice to see it back, but it was almost like watching like a training game. Like it just didn't feel like real football because there was no, no fans, and and you could even feel that from like watching it on the television. And my only worry with this is uh, the Premier League are still trying to come back. Like they're going to take the same kind of approach. Um, and the only problem I have with it is and um, Watford have uh, had a couple of players yeah, test positive players, and, yeah. and even Troy Deeney the, the captain like and every listen I don't actually know anyone that doesn't like Troy Deeney like he's just a lovely guy he's one of those like stand-up guys and he said I'm not coming back to play so now we're in a situation where the football authorities are going to have to try and convince players and and you know, and such to actually want to come back. I think it's going to be really interesting how things kind of transpire over the next couple of weeks, um, and and how different approaches are taken by the leagues. But uh, it was a very bizarre game to watch. But I mean, I guess good to see football back, Andrew.
1: Yeah, but just touching on the Watford thing, like, I think what will happen in England is someone will need to get seriously ill or die of the virus before they stand up and say, "Look, this is enough's enough." instead of just pushing to try and get the games back, because it is ultimately going
0: to result in somebody getting really, really sick with it. And well, I mean, is I, it think, worth it? Listen, I think, right, okay, just we'll quickly touch on this because we're kind of running out of time for, for the news section, but the, the, the reality is the leagues that have the most money are the ones that cannot be avoided. So for instance, this the Scottish league does not have enough money to, to, to be um, like almost just suspended and brought back. The English Premier League, the Italian League, Spanish League, um, the La Liga, the Serie, A, you know, stuff like that. They're the leagues that have the most money to be able to come back and have that time out. So it's again, like you said in the last podcast, uh, uh, I said podcast there, but um, <laughs> in the last episode, you said that it's not about entertainment anymore. This is just about yeah. money, and you're absolutely right, Andrew. It's, it couldn't be further from the it, sorry. It, it couldn't be closer to the truth. So, yeah, I think I think you just had one last thing we'll just touch on quickly, one other sport, and then we'll, we'll move on to our next segment.
1: Yeah, so that's interest the American viewers. So uh, NBA players recently had a, I think it was a couple of players from each team had a call in which they unanimously agreed to only return to play basketball if it was safe. Because a few of them were saying that they didn't want to play in front of. If there was no fans here, they didn't really want to play because that's all they really play for is to enjoy, let the fans enjoy what they're doing. So I
0: think NBA is on hold for a wee while. Yeah, and obviously, like I've said, I've I, I, I talked briefly to my friends about it. A lot of my friends are big NBA fans. They said, you know, players like LeBron and Giannis are the kind of ones that people look up to, are the ones that were involved in the call. and, and I actually think that it's the it's the most proactive and appropriate response that any league has actually given because the nba brings in millions just like other sports and leagues but the very fact that they are like almost like point blank like we will only come back when this is safe Uh, i like that obviously it sucks that they can't come back because i actually started watching a bit of it when i was in the states and it is a fun game to watch but yeah that was that was at least nice to hear a different perspective on things and with that we'll actually tie up our new section and we'll move on to our next uh, section which is um part of our mental health awareness week <laughs> so we move on to um our mental health uh, awareness uh, section uh, like we said in our you know our introductory uh, podcast mental health is a very important thing in today's world and it's also actually very important to me and Andrew like we've said we've we've had moments and 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 we've had to face demons even at uh, our age, um, uh, obviously, this week is actually Mental Health Awareness Week, Andrew. Obviously, uh, um, uh, when we are recording this, it is Thursday. So, uh, you know, uh, most of the week has passed. But throughout the week and actually in the last month, I've, I've noticed that a lot of people online uh, have been f- uh, completing this uh, course for suicide prevention. And we know how important that actually is. And I'll let you take it away and what we've found on it.
1: Yeah, so there's online, there's a couple of courses um, that are from the Zero Suicide Alliance, which is committed to suicide prevention in the UK. And it's basically the principle is that suicide is preventable. So since lockdown has happened, um, more than a million people have now taken um, these modules, these courses um, to help understand better how to prevent suicide. Um, so they have two training courses available to the public they're all free the gateway module which is a brief introduction into suicide awareness takes around about five to ten minutes it helps you learn new skills on how to help
0: someone that's considering suicide yeah no it's de- that's definitely a uh, really important energy as, as as we read as well um it's uh, then you have the suicide awareness training, which is um, the one that's more in depth. That's the one that people seem to be doing. This takes around 20 minutes. It gives you the skills and the confidence, much like the, the other course, uh, the skills and the confidence to help someone who is considering suicide. So how to talk to them. And it focuses on breaking down the stigma uh, that is attached to mental health and suicide and encourages conversation, open conversation between people who are struggling and also people who can help others yeah so i
1: was seeing something on instagram today actually it quite caught my eye it's a one of the celtic players um put it on their story it's called checkmate socks so it's literally what it is the socks are all checkered so it's like a racing flag kind of thing um it was actually quite cool so it's just like do you know how like they have odd sock day for i can't remember what it's for
0: I do know what you mean though, um, yeah, I just can't remember it's what like that. it's for. So
1: it's kind of, so their brand name is Don't Wait, Check Your Mate, so that's why the socks oh. are called Checkmate and I think, so if you buy one of the socks, I think the socks cost like £6 or something like that, so like 10% of that goes to mental health charities, so I think it was quite a good,
0: fun, something different to look oh. at and oh. change. Yeah, what what is um, important, like like I said, about breaking down, this is like trying to break down stigma. A lot of people just assume, obviously, the topic of it. And listen, it is a serious topic, absolutely. But a lot of the time, the way to get through to someone is actually with laughter, humour, a bit of fun, lightheartedness, and little tiny things like that can take your mind off, you know, moments where you feel really down and, and just, you know, are looking in that direction and and i think it's it's important you know during times like these andrew because there are people like i mean i don't know i don't know about you but my my issue is that i my and you know me well enough andrew i need to keep my brain stimulated see if i if i go a certain amount of time without doing something or keeping myself active in some way i go i go crazy and i start having like anxiety and kind of panic attacks and i start lashing out at my family unnecessarily and that's just, it's just not right, it's not my fault that I'm like that, I, I guess my background is in the fact that you know, I ran for eight years Andrew and and you know in those eight years I, I had a steady progress, I got pretty good, I'm, I'm, I'm not a cocky or arrogant person but I got f- fairly good, you know I, I won a couple of Scottish titles and then I got myself out to the States and unfortunately just as I started to kind of uh, just I started to get to a point where I was you know close to Great Britain teams and stuff I honestly wasn't far away from it um I started my body had finished developing and when you're when you're growing up like injuries are, don't come around as often because the body is able to like almost like heal itself a lot quicker because you're still developing. And when I hit 19, I started having a hip problem, as you know, Andrew, and, and it, it really caused me bother for about four years. And for four years, I was getting misdiagnosed. And eventually I went to an expert. I went to uh, someone who's actually worked with the Celtic physios and the Rangers physios, the Aberdeen physios. I think he's even worked with um, a couple of Manchester United physios uh, who scanned my leg and within 12 hours, I had the results. So even less than a day. And he told me that that I wasn't doing anything wrong, and that basically my you know for years I was pure, it was all in my head, man. Like I really thought that I was causing myself all these problems. And then I was told pretty much that it was genetic that my body had just my hip had grown the wrong way and I needed to get it shaved down. and the the comeback, the the rehab from that, that's where I started to really struggle. And not being able to run for so long, like that's been a good. It was a good three years. I wasn't able to get anything done, so that's kind of where my background comes from. And 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 that's why, while I wasn't running, I had to find things to keep myself going. And when people are locked inside, like they are during this virus, you know, you've been you've been telling me, Andrew, you've been painting, you've been doing gardening, you've been doing all sorts of things, just trying to keep yourself busy.
1: Man of all trades, I'm going to call myself now.
0: I can do it. I can do it. I <laughs> I basically DIY, Andrew DIY. Yeah, easy. All right. date, date yourself. Uh, that's that. That could be that could be your that could be your van. Date hey, yourself. Oh, after this, I'm going to get myself business cards printed off. Right. <laughs> <Date> so <yourself. laughs> yeah, so basically, I be, I guess our advice to people during these tough times is make sure that even though you're not able to see people, talk to one another. If people are struggling and going through some tough times just make sure that you're there for them and also make sure that you let people know when you're struggling as well yeah. uh, it's super super important during times like this and and you know it will get tough but you know it does get easier and, and like they say uh, talking does actually help it, it, sometimes it doesn't feel that way and sometimes it feels like people don't want to hear what you have to say it feels like you're burdening them but at the end of the day if they're your friends your family they want to help
1: yeah even if you're having the world's worst day and stuff like that, like even that we you might be having the worst part of the day and then your friend texts you like a funny picture or something like that, sends you a funny video, just texts you having a laugh and stuff like that, that can really perk up your day and I don't know, it just puts a smile on your face for the, like even though it's a small two second
0: smile, it's still a smile at the end of the day. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, listen, like, a lot of people, you know, I know it's a cliche and, and people do say it, but laughter really a lot of the time has the best medicine. It takes my mind off things for sure. Like I'll, if I'm maybe feeling down and, and I can't really think of something to watch on the telly, 95% of the time I'll find an old Kevin Bridges uh, oh. know, thing, just watch that or I'll watch you know, just like a funny show on the, t- like the betweeners or something. Like Betweeners normally always gets me. Specifically the camping episode. That, that, that's the <laughs> one that gets me every time. Um, stop burning my things.
1: Right. Uh, can we just tell, can I just say, that American Inbetweeners is nothing compared to the no. British one. Uh, I, I,
0: showed, even... I showed Americans the, the Inbetweeners. They actually really liked it. Obviously there was a couple of things that like they were a wee bit, confused on but honestly generally they would never have something that crude on their television so they thought it was great <laughs> um but yes, yeah, so just listen see during times like this keep yourself happy keep yourself busy you know learn new hobbies learn new i mean like look at me and andrew uh, we've started a podcast so yeah, like that's exactly. that's something that we're doing so um you know just make sure that you're there for one another and we hope that you know um yous are all helping to share through this week this mental health awareness week and definitely after this andrew i, I will be doing the, the suicide prevention training yeah, i think absolutely. it's a useful thing to have yeah and
1: see even when you're like walking and stuff like that just look up see because when you're down and stuff like that you only look down the way when you're walking you just look at the grass see if you look up the way man it's just a different perspective of the world if see if you just honestly look up next time you're going to walk or something
0: you'll understand what i mean just look up oh you are right i mean obviously i mean for us sometimes it, it doesn't help because the country we live in a lot of the time our sky tends to be gray and yeah. quite dull but at the end of the day i mean I, I don't know about you man but like during this lockdown obviously when we are allowed to go out for our exercise i've been running on the country roads i've found all these routes that i've actually realized that my country is pretty brute at least not even my country my area like it's pretty nice some of the views that you get up here so like i mean that that, that, I guess that this lockdown, even though it's been horrible, some good actually has came of it. And I really do hope that, you know, people go out and they exercise, they walk more, they walk to work, they bike to work, that, that this actually does have a positive effect on society. Yeah. And, and hopefully, you know, people come out of this mentally stronger as well. And, you know, I, listen, I can't wait to see you. I can't wait to see my friends. But, you know, we all just have to be there for one another while well, this, this goes on and just support one another. Yep. Absolutely. Anyway, going on to what will be our last section of the day. It will be football related. So if, if you don't care, tune off now, just go. But with that being said... Oh, wait till the, wait till the,
1: the, the exit is the best part. We have there news. Is,
0: we, have, we have big, big, big news. So uh, you will want to stay for that. Uh, but with that being said, if you want to just kind of skip past the football bit, we'll totally understand... Uh, but this, if you if you do care to notice this this will be our football section and it'll be an old firm XI, Andrew.
1: Okay, for the football section we're going to do a wee bit something different. Uh, I came up with an idea. Um, oh, you had an idea? Um, yeah, I had an idea. I'm thinking, I think it will flow pretty well. So we're going to come up with obviously if we're from Glasgow, we like football. There's two major teams. Glasgow, Partick Thistle, and I can't remember that. One.
0: <laughs> um, no, so it's Celtic
1: and Rangers. So, what we're going to do is it's a big it's a big rivalry, goes back years. I'm not getting any politics side of that because I don't have time. So, we've came up with a Celtic Rangers 11 from this season. So, we could either have six Celtic players, five Rangers players, six Rangers players, five Celtic players, but it has to be Interlinked with the two teams. So, Aiden, go for your team.
0: Okay, so um, I will uh, start off with in goals. Uh, actually, I wanted to be very fair. I didn't want to, like, obviously, we have said we are Celtic fans, but at the end of the day, you know, we, we, we want this to be fair. And, and I did look at this uh, from a football fan's point of view. So, you stuck. I did struggle a little bit because no, but I did because even though Rangers have had a better season and they do have good players, I do think Celtics still are the stronger sides from a football point of view, and and I think it's difficult to not argue that with the thirteen point gap towards the end. Um, With that being said, starting in goal, um, I I changed it actually twice. Um, Initially, to do with uh, uh, everyone was uh, it was all tactical, I was trying to make the right decisions for the players uh, that I had so I initially had McGregor in goals um, McGregor's been a great servant to Rangers no, 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 let me okay. okay. initially I had McGregor because he has been a really good servant to Rangers and and how many times have we seen Alan McGregor save Rangers Like it's ridiculous how many times with that being said uh, in the end I had to go with who I think has been the, the best Celtic goalkeeper at least for the last decade and that is Fraser Foster uh, fantastic goals uh, stopper an absolute monster in the goals so he's That's in my goals and um, for my uh, my back line I actually had um, a three-man uh, defense uh, so I had uh, Chris Fryer, I had Christoph Julian and I had Katic now I don't think Katic is a particularly good defender but I think if you partner him up with two, which has been... So, a, a, what a great sign in Julian has actually been for Celtic. I mean, oh, we definitely needed someone. We need, I mean, we were struggling for so many years. Listen, I don't want to go into the details of it, but I'm not a big Simonovic fan. I like him as a person, but I just think as a football player, he's always lacked like defensive capabilities. And I think Ayers got better because of Julian. And I think Julian partnered up with Katic. I think Kat, it would make Katic a little bit better as well. Uh, and then we'll go on to my what will be my fullbacks. Uh, sorry, or sorry, my, um, yeah, my fullbacks. So I have a uh, Tavernier. He's again, an our really good uh, servant to Rangers, you know, he's the captain and, you know, he's been there for a good number of years. And he, listen, Tavernier's best asset is, is going forward, bombing forward. You know, he, he does sometimes cause a little bit of problems for, uh, for Celtic. And then what, in my opinion, has is Rangers best player of the season, Barisic, absolutely fantastic player. Totally ran Celtic ragged uh, when they won one nil at Celtic Park. I think he's been a great signing for them, and uh, I don't know if they signed him. They might have got him on loan. Uh, maybe they'll be looking to try and get him permanently. Uh, so that's that's kind of my defence uh, defensive, but also attacking strategy. And then in the middle, uh, I have Ryan Jack and Callum McGregor. Yep. I think we I think we Ryan Jack's a good player, um, and I think Callum McGregor's been the best player in the league this season by far. I think he's absolutely been. Uh, Great. I would like to give a wee shout out. I I wanted to try and get Brown in there. I really did because I would always have Scott Brown in my team. I've said this. Um, And then I've not put him in my team uh, (laughs) because I I simply found myself in a situation where I didn't want to put Ryan Christie out wide because I think Christie's better and best utilised when he goes through the middle and he can provide chances as well as play off the back of a striker. So I've got him sitting... Uh, just in front of uh, Jack and McGregor. So I've got Ryan Christie there. And then up front, uh, we've got Odson, Eduard and Alfredo Morelos. Uh, Morelos, um, even though he's not managed to quite uh, get the goals against Celtic just yet. Uh, and, and and there is, there is a debatable... Andrew um, started laughing there. Sorry. Uh, but I can't Alfred, man. what I will say about Morelos, is though, in terms of uh, not you know the start of the season, Andrew. I mean the goals he was scoring was ridiculous. Yeah, Um <laughs> yeah, I mean it it is, I think it was thirty goals before December or something like that. I'm not sure. Um, mm. uh, and then obviously Otsen Edwards, again, he could debatably be the best player in the league this season as well. I just I think when Edward has the ball and it's and it's his day, it's like the ball stuck to his feet it's like it's glued to his feet and and I just think he's been a phenomenal signing for Celtic and I just so badly hope that they can keep a hold of him going into this next season yeah this next season's crucial for us definitely definitely so we'll go into so what are I mean listen there was a lot of tactical decisions for me there I mean there's players that like I said I, I wanted in I wanted uh I wanted Brown in there but I, from a tactical point of view and, and based off of listen Brown's Brown's uh, uh, been a great servant today. What an amazing servant he's been. But with that being said, you know, I wanted to go for a bit uh, of a younger kind of attacking side, and that's that was my team. So I'll leave it to you for your uh, team now, Andrew.
1: Right. So so I've went for a 4-2-3-1 formation. Um, okay. So in goals, Foster, absolutely outstanding. That Lazio save, still dream about that. Um, my back four, I see I sh- See, I said it was easy, but I actually quite struggled with it. Right? went for Barisic and Ayer, Julian and Tavernier. Tavernier just in there to make the numbers up. Mm-hmm. Don't rate him as a player. He's see if you see if you played Tavernier in the midfield, he'd be quality. But see as a defender, he doesn't have the defending capabilities. Right, he only sees one way, and that's going forward. He never comes back. Caught us out. He caught sorry. Caught us out. Caught Rangers out. In the old firm game, and he McGregor passed it to him, and he just tried to pass it back to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah He's I, I, not a good player. Yeah, no,
0: I would agree. I would, I, would, I mean, he's, but it's at the end of the day. I, listen, I think the boy that Celtic signed, from I think he oh. is going to be fantastic. Probably. But he didn't feature enough, obviously, in the season for me to put him in team of the season. That's why I didn't put him in, Andrew. Uh, so I guess me and you had the same kind of idea there.
1: Yeah, uh, Zach same midfield, pretty much. Um, my defensive midfielders are McGregor and Ryan Jack. Again, no Scott Brown. It's weird how the captain of nine in a row has actually not
0: made any of her teams. It's, it, listen, uh, there is no denying how good Scott Brown is, especially when it comes to old firm matches, I've only ever seen Scott Brown play bad in one old firm match. Like yeah. seriously, one old firm match. in think it was Last season. Yeah. Um. So listen. Uh, it's hard to not put him in there. But again, as Celtic fans, we had to try and make it as fair as possible by putting some Rangers players in there. And and, and, and I just couldn't find a way to get Brown in and not have Christine McGregor.
1: Not even that. It's, it's even Scott Brown ties and stuff like that and see with the right guidance, Ryan Jack will be an incredible player for Rangers. Even if he moves down to England, he will be an incredible player. He's got talent. But it's just... It's just... A, it's just I don't know, there's something about him that I just don't like and it's not
0: the I fact that he's a Rangers I, it's just, I do, I, think... I, I actually can I be honest with you, I think it's a bit like it's a bit like Morelos. even though he's a Rangers player, like, the potential is there um, and it's the same with Jack I, I think it's a disciplined thing I still think they're pretty young and I still think they need to be disciplined and, and listen, Gerard as a, as a player was a pretty disciplined player maybe he'll he'll finally get them into shape next season but I just think Jack, you know can be a bit of a hothead sometimes a bit like Brown but Brown knows when to pick his moments and that's because of, of his experience, you know
1: Yeah, definitely So my attacking midfield is Kent Good player, good player Christie, phenomenal um, I struggled with this side because I was going to put Morelos in this side and then I thought he doesn't play left wing so I went for Hadji just came in January but the couple of games that we did see him he did look quite a good player and Rangers are actually in talks and out to try and sign him same way Celtic with Forster and what's the other guy's name? Elanoussi I think we're yeah, trying to sign him El-Nussi, from Southampton yeah. and then of course up front Top goal scorer of the league with 20 goals. Scoring on average 102 minutes. See, I've done my research here. Edward. Oh, look at you. Look at me. I'm going to pretend I didn't just do that research when I was... A <laughs> when it came up so far scored, but that's beside the point. I'll take it. Yeah, so, yeah I like that's my
0: your team. I like your team. I, I, I agree with you on Haji. I think seeing him, you know when you see a, a special player. um, and, and, yeah, there's something special about him. And if Rangers can... Keep a hold of him. Ah, uh, he definitely could be key for them next season. Um, not be enough, I hope. With 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 Ryan Kent though, at the, my my issue with him is like Rangers spent a lot of money on him, and I just don't think he's really proved is worth this season. At least maybe next season it will be a different scenario. Do you know who Brian Listen, just see. Do you know who Ryan Kent reminds me of? Right, Sid yeah. from Toy Story. No oh, no no no
1: no! I'm not going that far. See, see Patrick Roberts, he's nothing to the I'm not comparing the characteristics of both players here, right? See, when we had Patrick Roberts, right? And he came on loan. It was really good. We wanted to sell him. eh, We wanted to buy him, right? But he wasn't going to fit into the team as well as we thought. Mm -hmm. So that's what I think. I don't know if Kent is what Rangers fans make them out all like to be. See, I think Kent is our Patrick Roberts in a way that all the Rangers fans loved him, and it was like a signing to please the fans. Like, yeah, you want that? We'll listen to the fans. We'll buy him. But he's not actually rocked up, feeling like he's the best player in the league because he's not. He's not done enough,
0: in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, he's definitely he's definitely a player. Listen, he's a player with potential. We'll see what happens ne- this coming season. Uh, but yeah, that was a very interesting uh, wee game that you came up with there, Andrew. I think it was interesting. Yeah. I think we might do stuff like this going forward. Maybe a World XI, maybe a, um, a, 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 a maybe a team of the season without Celtic and Rangers players. I think that would be pretty difficult yeah. for us. Oh. Um, but with that the being said, yeah. Um, but, oh well, we'll just just listen to uh, uh, my mum my mom loves somebody that is always on sports scene. I can't remember who it is. Don't tell me it's Stephen Thompson. No, it's no Stephen the Thompson. Ginger guy? Aye. Oh,
1: his name? Anyway, that's be. a story for another day. Anyway, that is the end of the Old Firm 11. Personally, I think my team would whip Aiden's team into next week, but that's my opinion.
0: So, yeah. Alright, well, I beg to differ. Um, but uh, anyway listen we're obviously going to have uh, differences of opinion so I think we'll just move on to basically closing today's podcast Now I'll, I'll throw it over to Andrew
1: yeah so thanks very much for joining us on over the podcast uh, we hope you enjoyed this episode it's been a lot more fun for us to record because we actually have a structure now um, compared to the first couple of episodes when we had pretty much a blank sheet of paper in front of us um, so yeah um, so we're kind of taking the podcast a wee bit further afield not just the need to bride we're now going to put it out there and we're going to have two guests joining us for next week episodes so i'll let aiden talk to you about that
0: yeah absolutely if you tune in next week you'll get to hear two u.s na- uh, nationals um it's walker john and jack steves from massachusetts in, the, in new hampshire uh, they'll be joining us talking all things american uh, how the virus has affected their graduation and just a general chat as well and um, just to get a different perspective on things as well and I'm sure you will really enjoy that so from me Aidan and me Andrew I'll see you next time thank you for joining us thank you